It's all your fault. I blame you. <laughs> okay. I, I, I looked up at the clock and it was six twenty. And I looked up again; it was six. I just the Lord just had me turn around. Mm. I looked. Does that clock say six thirty? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're here. It's all right. Okay. I'm opening the windows and getting the fresh sunlight in. I hope you're doing the same thing over there, wherever you are. Good morning, everybody. I'm talking like me and my bed on what we talking out here. Good morning to everybody, or good, good afternoon, morning. good evening. I don't know what time you're hearing this. Uh, well, you're uh, I think we're the only ones here. We the only ones here? Yeah. Oh, I, right. <laughs> Somebody's there. All right. I'm here. Good, morning. good morning. Good evening. How happy days are here again. Good so morning. good to see you on this Wednesday. Yes. It's always good. Like I said, the sun is starting to shine in our beautiful windows. You can go out there and look at them windows and see that sun is shining. And maybe you see that your grass needs to be cut. Something needs to be done out there, but that's all right. You'll get to it. To it. Uh, but this morning, afternoon, evening, however this finds you, Mama Bell is here. She can't talk, but I told her that's all right. We don't want to hear anyway. We just want her to play. Yeah. yeah. So that was a good thing that she can't talk. I can't talk. Yeah, you can't. We don't want to hear you anyway. We just want you. As long as your fingers work, that's all. Now, if your fingers stop working, you're fired. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. As long as we understand each other. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, Mama Bell is here, and she will play with for us in a minute in her beautiful way. And you know, we're just teasing. We love Mama Bell. Mama Bell's got a lot to talk about. That's and. Uh, <laughs> So we appreciate her. And uh, my dear granny will pray for us. And uh, after Mama Belle presents us with her uh, her uh, morning peace, and then, you know, we have our little prayer anthem that we like to play around here. As Brother Dennis calls it, the, the church anthem. And so we'll do all of that. Then we'll uh, find ourselves in our text. Got something I want to put into your mind for consideration. And then, Brother Dennis, pray for us, and then you can go on and do whatever you were doing today. I'm sorry to interrupt your life. I know y'all busy people, and you got major important decisions to make, and so I'm in your way. I understand. I'm going to get out as fast as possible. And so that's it. Mama Bell, how you doing? You play for us, and then my hey, dear granny. And, and you know how we just said that. You, you, Your ears is working. Your mouth's not, but your ears is doing good. That's right. <clears throat> uh-huh. Thank you. 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hands of God, that he may exalt you in due time. God, resist the proud and give grace to the humble. Most gracious and all wise fathers, we come this morning. We come saying thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for another beautiful day you have given us that we might be able to move about. And as we go forth this day, God, help us be them shining lights in this dark world. Help us, O oh God, to stand tall, cry loud, and spare not. Help us, dear God, to be an inspiration to the others that they may come and say, what can I do to be saved? We thank you for this day, and we thank you for the opportunity you have given us. And we just praise you this morning. We thank you for Mama Bill. We ask you to touch her body, God. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, whatever she's standing in need of right now, God. Bless her. Bless. Let's just wait in audience, God, and bless everyone, God, that's standing in need of more help, strength, and love, and peace, and joy. We just thank you. We love you. And we give your name all the honor, praises, and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. lovely music of Mama Bell, and I would just like for you to know that is a great opportunity for you to consider your wonderful gifts in the financial department, because she's definitely going to hold me up for ransom in about 25, 30 minutes. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she charged me by the song, and it's a very steep bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we appreciate her nonetheless. It's a wonderful thing how she always finds a way. She told me she couldn't talk, but yet she's running a trap. You see how the Lord works? <laughs> yeah, I can't indeed. keep her silent if I wanted to. In the book of Second Chronicles 7, if you don't mind, I would like to return there. And while I, uh, we, should I say, are in transition to that particular point, there goes Siri being nosy again. 
Everybody say hi to her. She wants to be included too. Bless her heart. While we're in our transition to Second Chronicles chapter number 7, as I just picked up a Bible with this little print. Don't know why I'm trying to read out this little thing. Can't even see. I don't even know why I want to read out the Bible today when I got a computer up there. Uh, but down there, in between 12 and 22 is where we'll find ourselves. And we want to focus on verse 17 as our moment of thought today. Uh, now, uh, while you are mocking that or highlighting it, however you decide to remind yourself that we've been here, uh, there's something interesting that I want to or feel important to to stress. I feel it important to remind my dear Paul, Brother Paul, you heard of him. He was a great apostle. Uh, he was Saul, fell, out, fell off his beast on the Damascus Road and uh, was blind a couple of days. You know all that. And that's how he became the apostle, you understand. Uh, but he said on one occasion that it's important, it's imperative to remind the people, to put them in remembrance, to remind them, remind them, repetition, 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 repetition. Uh, the greatest way to make sure somebody understands is by constantly repeating all the time. You heard it, I heard it, I heard it. Stop telling me I heard it. But if I can, at the fear of triggering you in, a, uh, in that way, because most folks are triggered by constantly being told bothers if they don't know. I would like to remind you of our discussion on Sunday, one particular piece about it. Part of that was understanding what and who we were fighting for and with. What do I mean by that? Because I seem confused. I was reading sometime where the millennials, Gen X, not Gen X, Z is what they're called. That's the generation after the millennials. Gen Z are the individuals who spent their time over the last two or three years via Zoom who were locked down in their homes, who were locked down in front of computer screens. They, they spent more time looking through a Zoom lens than they have through any other periscope or telescope or anything that you or I have, have, have been exposed to. Their, their whole identity, their whole way of living was shifted. And so what the societal system had to do is they had to find a way to re-manipulate the idea of the cultural existence. What do I mean by that? They had to figure out how to reevaluate and re-escalate or, or reinvigorate the system by which we have been used to be manipulated. Your generation was trained, believe it or not, to be factory workers. You were trained to work for the man. There was one or two people that were the power brokers of your time. It was the uh, the backlash, if you will, or the residual effects of slavery, where some millions upon millions of people were uh, in this nation, in nations around this world, but only a small 
small handful of them. You can fit them almost in a bathroom toilet. The people who were in charge and those minute individuals were the ones who manipulated and controlled the world. They didn't want to be seen. They didn't want to be heard. They didn't need to be in the spotlight. That's the thing that I found when I have understood and I realize I'm going somewhere and I'm not going to finish. It's already making me mad. But I realized in dealing with leaders, so-called, civic leaders and political people, the ones who want to be known and want to be seen. I was dealing with a situation here a couple of days ago and yesterday to be precise, and we were talking about uh, civic leaders, and I made a call to somebody, and they said, Eric, don't worry about it. Now, Mama Bell, I was a little mad. I was a little angry. Because, you know, you, 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 you and I, you can agree. I, I don't mean to, to sit there and uh, stumble, but I was just, you, you understand, Mama Bell, you do. I know you do. She said, what do I understand? Let me tell you, calm down. You understand what it's like when you feel like somebody's getting over on you, like somebody's getting the upper hand, like they've won. You don't like when people get advantage at your expense. Nobody likes that. But I had a conversation yesterday, and I sat there and listened to that person, and they particularly yapped in my ear for about 25, 30 minutes. But the key to that yapping, was this here. They said, Eric, you have to understand something. I said, what do I have to understand? They said, you have to understand the people that you're dealing with think they in power. What, man, what mob boss do you know that you have physically laid eyes on? What person of significance have you physically laid eyes on? You don't know who that person is because if you did, that disrupts the whole art of control. The people who run the world don't want to be seen because the best way to keep manipulating is to not know who the puppet master is. So when you look at people who are trying to mask power and trying to act like they are the king hill, if you will, the truth of the matter is you realize that they are just nothing more than a little puppy dog screaming for scraps from the dining room table. And when you understand that, when you know you don't see they're getting their little feathers scratched or their little bellies rubbed as a loss, you see them getting their little belly scratched and their little tummies rubbed as just an ideal attempt to give a baby his bottle. And then it allows you to move on to, as they say, the bigger fish to fry. Now, if you will allow me and forgive me at the same time, because I don't have time to really clean that up, I just touch it and go, and we can definitely talk about that at a later time. But that brings me to my text for today, because in this text, Solomon is giving some instructions. He's giving some wisdom. He's saying, listen, 
if you understand who really is the puppet master, who really is the one who pulls the strings, if you come to understand that without me, as Mama Bell can tell you, because she's played all of those wonderful hymns of the church. There was a little song they used to sing down at the Pentecostal church particularly. Without God, I can do nothing. Without him, I would fail. Without him, my life would be worthless. Like a ship. When you understand how the system really operates, you don't get angry by little puppy dogs who just want a bone. You don't get angry with little wannabes. I've been watching on my TV sometime or in the Internet. I, I, I turn it on now because, you know, everybody gets to watch YouTube but me and and, and I realized that I needed to pay attention to some of this stuff. Got all these channels on the TV to watch, you understand? Uh, smart TVs. I invite you to get into it. Y'all fighting over that regular TV. Turn that stuff off. It's your smart TV. When you get the smart TV, you realize that there's, uh, I don't know why I went there. I, I made my case. Just get a smart TV. It's better for your time. The point is I was watching this show on there called Burn Notice. And this is seven series is on Hulu. I invite you to check it out. And this particular series focuses on this individual named Michael Weston who's a spy. He was a spy. Got burned. And he spent about six seasons trying to figure out who was the one who burned him. What a, what a burn is is basically that's a living execution. They don't kill you. They just wish you were dead, make you wish you were dead. They strip your bank account. They strip your credit. They strip your, your housing. They strip your, your resume. You basically do not exist. It, it, it's not, it, I, I leave you breathing, and that's all you got is life and breath. And so he spent his time trying to find, and, and the thing that was fascinating is he went all over the world, all around the different parts, doing different things, because it was all these little layers, and every time he thinks he had killed one, he had found himself in another. And every time he got that one, he thought that was the guy. No, that wasn't the guy. He was working for another guy. It was like he spent his life killing cockroaches. And it hit me just this morning, and I was thinking about it, when we're dealing with people who think they're in power, it's like having a house full of cockroaches. The moment you kill one, here come a thousand more. There's always somebody who thinks that they're better than the other. And as long as you spend your time killing individual cockroaches, you'll be killing cockroaches to the day you die. But when you look at the text, the text says not about killing one cockroach, but it tells you about a little thing called a bomb. And you take that bomb and set it off, and it kills all the cockroaches. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that the people like you and me, 
who believe in a higher power, who believe in an alternative source, an ulterior source, a, a more supreme, omniscient, omnipresent source. That does wonders for your mental health. That does wonders for your blood pressure. That does wonders for your overall source of living because when you realize that that ulterior motive, that ultimate being, that omnipresent, omnipresent, omniscient is the word I wanted to look for. Thank you, man, omnipresent. When you realize that individual is like the bomb to those cockroaches, that all he's got to do is set it off in one spot. And I'm not talking about physical murder, because if you read over there in your Bible when there was a time in there, and I invite you to do it if you don't remember, when they were going up against some armies, there was a group of people, the Israelites was one of them, that were going up against some armies. And by the time they got there, the armies had killed themselves. The point is, you don't got to go and hurt nobody. You don't have to go and kill anybody. You don't have to feel like you you need to feel vindicated. Just go sit down. Your enemies will kill themselves. But here's the significant part to today, and I'm done. The significant part to today is when you stay focused on who you are and what you are destined to do. Because here's what the enemies that you're fighting understand. See, they understand everything I just told you. See, it's just new to us. We just learned this five minutes ago. But they already knew it. They already knew that they are really worthless. That's why they keep trying to remind you of something. It's called, uh, what, what do they call it? it, it, it it's, it's, when, it's when they want to make, it's a hype man. It's when they want to make you believe something that they're not. It's like a bully. A bully only works when he can convince people that he's greater than he really is. The great magic trick, David Copperfield, if you will, manipulate the mind to see something that's not really bad. A bully operates off of you believing you are less than you really are. And they only spend their time on people that they know are special and better than them. So when you realize you've got enemies because they see something in you, you have power that you can't see. God is living inside you. You can fight any enemy because God and you is the majority. They know that. So what they need from you is they need you to keep playing these stupid little games. They need for you to keep believing that you are part of a silly little club, that, that you in the insider's club, that, that I'm your best friend. I told you two weeks ago, I don't need your friendship. James told us, be careful about loving people and seeking their friendship, because when you seek their friendship, you realize that you are on an alternative course. You're going in a different direction from the direction that you have been destined to be. You are somebody special. 
you are somebody great. And if you do, stay focused, stay locked. I'm not trying to talk about some egotistical fool, the only one to be into himself. I'm talking about a principle of life. God's principles is nothing more than life principles. Go pick up any self-help book on the shelf at the Barnes and Nobles or wherever your books are sold, and you will find that every last one of those self-principles peeled back of the, the, that, that peel back, that hook, if you peel back the onion I'm trying to get to and get to the allergic induced section, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You peel it back, you'll find that all of those little self-help principles are nothing more than biblical ideology and theological views. They just strip God out of it and made it seem like it was man-made. But it's nothing but in Bible. God told Solomon, if you stay focused on the things that I put in place, the idea and ideals that I put in place, then this is what you will receive. Your kingdom will be untouchable. Your life will be untouchable. Again, as I bring myself to my conclusion here, and Brother Dennis prayed for us, when you look at the mob boss, they're simple people. They play by a simple set of rules. And the ultimate goal is to make sure that they remain on top. And God has given us the same principle to remind us that you can do all things. The thing that you have that your adversaries don't is they're trying to win with political power and social influence. But you're operating with the creator's backing and heaven's bankroll. And once you have the creator's backing and heaven's bankroll, there is absolutely nothing you can't do. I've got power that you can't see. God is living inside me. I can fight any enemy, but God and me are a majority. My dear brother Dennis. Good morning. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for this opportunity to get together. We thank you for the word. We understand that the best friend, the best person to have on our side is Jesus. You know, what a friend we have to Jesus. You know, he'll give you the, the, the knowledge that you need. He'll give you the guidance that you need. Just put your trust in him. He will love you back. He will love you no matter which direction you go in and how you, in which uh, life you live. He was always be there for you. Father God, we thank you that you watch over us, that you take care of us, that you provide for us, that you give us what we need physically, spiritually, and also mentally. Sometimes we have to open that mental brain of ours and let God in. Let him talk to us. Let him listen, teach us. Let him guide us. Father God, just be with us. Guide us. Protect us. Give us strength, not just for the day, this minute, but for every day and every minute of our lives. We just want to give you all the praise, all the glory, 
and all the honor, which you definitely deserve. In your holy, holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Have a great week.